America needs a tidal wave of the old-time religion. I have sinned against you. How dare you! We have no need to doubt God. The heart of Babylon is preparing the nations to receive the Antichrist. I didn't even build that house with money from the church. I built it with money from my book. I don't make this stuff up. Repenting of your sins. It is a moral issue. They got together and swore a pact to the devil. I just enjoy seeing people worship, praising God. Hey everybody and welcome to Believe It or Not, the show where we believe it or not, or it. not, or uh, maybe, or maybe. Oh. I meant to bring my. Th- I had a object lesson. I was gonna have a little, a uh, uh, little product here that I was gonna hold. Oh, but I forgot it. It's on the other side of the room, and I'm not getting up now. What was it? A little red Bible. A little red Bible. Did you ever have a little red Bible? I've I've seen those little tiny Bibles. You yeah. know what's funny? The only time I've seen them is when clearing out old people's attics, and they always mm. have a little Bible. Yeah, and it's usually like signed. It's like oh, to Meredith or something yeah. like that, and they look like they've never been used. Yeah, well, because mm-hmm. now I figured this this episode would work well with um, back to school. It's around that back to right. school time right now. Little red Bible. Do 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 do. Back to school. Back to school. Because it fits in your backpack? Yeah. yeah. No, because uh, every year, mm-hmm. a, the tradition was every year, on uh, uh, fifth graders would get this little red Bible from fifth the Gideons. Graders. Why fifth graders? Uh, it was just the year they they decided. At first, when they, they just gave it to everybody fifth grade and up, but then once everybody fifth grade and up got one, they're like, well, now we just, once you hit fifth grade, you get this red right. Bible. So, um, but they're given it by, by the organization Gideon's International Mm -hmm. and yeah, they give Bibles to school kids as well as hotel rooms. Oh, the ones you see in the hotels. I have heard of a Gideon's Bible. Yeah. I've probably signed a few. Have you? (laughs) Oh, you're like in the hotels. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, In the hotels where you sign them, uh, from G, you know, like you sign them as if Jesus was signing. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's, that's fantastic. Uh, but, uh, I haven't been in a hotel in a while with a Bible, so I haven't. Yeah, I don't know. Last time I was in a hotel was probably about a year ago, and I don't remember seeing a Bible, but I also wasn't I know they're looking. not as common anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I read one article that's very upset that um, more hotels have condoms than Bibles now, mm. which isn't true, but they that's what they claim. <sighs> Listen, I can guarantee more people are going to hotels for fucking than they are for Bibling. Yeah. Yeah, it's much cheaper just to uh, buy a Bible, I think, than get a hotel room too. That's or just find the Bible online. Yeah, Bible. I was gonna give a website for a Bible, but I'm, I'm gonna not promoting look up them. a Bible app right now. Bible Gateway. Let's see how cheap it is. There's just the Bible app. It's free. Bible. Yeah. Uh, Bible offline. King James Bible. Yeah. Free. Yeah. Holy Bible. Easy. There you yeah. go. Why would I go to a a hotel exactly so read it alone exactly <laughs> i guess you could order room service yeah i guess so wow i should point out this episode was suggested by somebody in the comments so mm. if you have a suggestion for um uh, Me? A, a topic or you or oh. or the listener uh, leave it in the comments on youtube.com or send us an email uh but the problem is um i don't always see every comment but i try to so yeah i mean if it doesn't work one time wait a little bit and then maybe try it again yeah but don't don't spam the comments. Don't spam, don't spam the comments. Come on. So today we're talking about the Gideons. Gideons. Yeah. So in 1898, year of our Lord, 1898, a mm-hmm. couple businessmen were on a business trip. 
They were door-to-door salesmen, yeah. which was a popular job to have at the time. Um, a lot of times, I think a lot of door-to-door salesmen um, were con artists who would try to sell bands to small towns. Oh, yeah, And yeah. then uh, mm-hmm. try to sell them. Or like, monorails. Yeah, or monorails, yeah. But some of them were just regular door-to-door salesmen. And there was two gentlemen by the name of um, John H. Nicholson and Samuel E. Hill. And they get to a hotel. And in the it was the Central Hotel in Boscabel, Wisconsin. And uh, they only have one room left in this hotel. It's a double room. These people don't know each other, but they're like, hey, let's just share a room. I just need a good night's sleep. Yeah. And they get to the room, and uh, they find out that they're both believers in the Lord. And they're both uh, evangelical Christians. And they love the Bible and want to spread the word of the Lord. And so they they form a fast friendship and decide that hey we got to do something about it. we got to do something with this we got to make some sort of um, thing for businessmen who also want to tell everybody about the Lord. So in July of eighteen ninety eight sorry eighteen ninety nine they decided to meet up with as many men as they could. So they found one more, <laughs> uh, Will J Knights. Yeah. So three of them uh, now are in this organization, and they're like, what are we going to do? And the idea of just spreading Bibles, making sure everybody has Bibles was the idea. So free Bibles for all was their mission. Wow. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm glad that we've kind of mostly moved past the age of the door-to-door salesman. Mm-hmm. I guess it's been usurped by pop-up ads and, and you know, targeted yeah. emails and stuff, which are annoying, but they're much easier to ignore than some dude coming to your door. And yeah. <laughs> saying like, hey, do you, do you need this useless shit that you don't want? Yeah. Uh, it'll be great for you. Because now it's usually MLMs, mm-hmm. so like nice salesman yeah, or yeah, whatever, yeah. or... Um, those guys who say that they're there to inspect your hot water tank. Oh, or the college painters or whatever. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 You ever do that? <laughs> I did for a day. They had me canvassing. The first day was with the owner. And then he's like, okay, you come out tomorrow. You'll be with a team of people. You'll be going and doing this. I'm like, okay. And I showed up. It was only me. Yeah. I did it for 20 minutes. And someone yelled at me for bugging them during dinner. And I called them like, fuck this. I'm not doing this. Yeah. <laughs> Like, first of all, you lied to me. And second of all, this is horrible and I hate it. Yeah. There were um, three guys, I think. I think there was three or four of them. And when I was doing my internship at um, the church that I worked Mm -hmm. at, um, they were selling encyclopedias to... um, They were going door-to-door selling encyclopedias. Which was insane. That was in 2003, 2004. The internet already existed. I feel like that was like the dying breaths of the encyclopedia. Right? Yeah. Because I, mean, I still kind of... But I also remember that was when like uh, you could get those CD-ROM encyclopedias. That's true, yeah. I think my, my grandfather had one and it had like little video yeah. clips oh, and everything. Oh, yeah. We had one. I was very the excited. The Ring like, Octopus. Yeah. yeah. It was like, you know, really 420p or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Fairly <laughs> low quality. But yeah, these guys... So they ended up staying with the youth pastor... They, mm-hmm. they went to the high school, went to the principal, and were like, do you know any places we could stay? So he's like, okay, I'll call the local churches. So they called our church and our youth pastor. His wife was on a missions trip uh, for a couple months. Okay. So he was living alone. So they, uh, the, uh, the guys stayed with them. And I remember three 
of them, three out of the four were really into selling encyclopedias and would sing this song every morning. And the fourth guy was like, what did I do? What am I doing? Sing this song. Every they morning. had this like song they would sing every morning to like oh. hype themselves up for like oh, going no. out and selling encyclopedias. But the other guy would like start his route and then we'd just go see a movie together. <laughs> <laughs> and he told you all about the song and how yeah. awful it was. Yeah, they, he took a video of it and like, uh, oh. he's like, what did I do? I don't know. I just needed a summer job. But um, so that's that's my experience with door-to-door salesman is going to see the hulk movie with uh maybe he was better off going selling yeah (laughs) (laughs) and that's the first one with eric banna um anyways so the uh so eventually though they got more people involved and Mm -hmm. decided to become a missions organization that was primarily set around door-to-door salesmen. So everybody involved was a door-to-door salesman. Eventually in 1937, it uh, it expanded to more than just door-to-door salesmen, but it was just businessmen. Yeah. Um, uh, who could be members and... Um, they grew and grew. Why did they only want businessmen because they thought they were the only ones who would be able to like help them grow? Is that what it was? Or? Yeah, I think they wanted they wanted a ministry. They wanted it also to be a ministry to businessmen because I think part of it too is like you're out on the roads, alcoholism or or sleeping around right. is like a temptation. So if you're part of this organization, then you're doing good things for the okay. community, but you're also kind of to stop them from being yourselves. awful. Yeah. Right. And uh and then also they I don't know maybe they have more access to money? I don't know. Businessmen. I don't know if they made a lot of money doing those door to door stuff. No, I don't stuff, think so. so. But uh yeah, so businessmen but never women. And we'll get into that. Yeah. Well, you can't have business women. Oh no, how would that work? Wouldn't work. No. When I worked at a coffee shop, it was by, you know, those tour buses? Mm. It was by one of their stops, and they, yep. it was like their longer stop, so they'd always come in for coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we, I met some uh, comedians that way that we're still friends I, with. I know a few of them. And uh, but one of them was one of the guys that came in was a driver, and he was just this sexist asshole. Oh. And one time he's like, "You know that even women can drive buses." And I'm like, even even women, tell me more. What do they do with their uteruses (laughs) while they're driving? He's like, what do you mean? Doesn't the steering wheel get in the way? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking guy. Anyways, um, yeah, so, but women were allowed to be part of the women's auxiliary, the Gideon auxiliary. So they had their own separate organization, but they had to be the spouse of right. one of these businessmen. So you had to be the spouse and they probably had to do some like, I don't know, some secretarial duties. And for they them probably as had well. to like make sandwiches for events and right, stuff. Right, right, right. Uh, those little triangle sandwiches. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Just but a square sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> or in fourths. And twenty twenty two they had uh, 269,500 members in 200 co- uh, countries. But around this time and a little bit before is also when a lot of places started changing their names um, because of the women's issue. So because they have copyrights around the name, um, a lot of a lot of more, a lot of different countries are like, well, we want women to be members too. But the organization right. itself is like, no, it's a, it's a men's only group. So it's pretty uh, wild that it's gotten to 2022 and it's still just like a men's only kind of thing. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Cause in Canada, they changed the name. Mm-hmm. Uh, and each time they change the name, they give a bunch of different reasons, but it seems like the core reason is they want, ladies. they want women involved in, but the well, Gideon probably because they don't have a lot of people and they need more. Members. Yeah. 
Because in Canada, it's now Share World Global. Share World? Yeah. What a terrible name. Yeah. And what was it in England? Oh, in the UK, it's something else. They changed the name to like Queens, Good News, Good News uh, Club Queens or something. Bounty. Good, yeah. Good News. Yeah. Good but, News Club. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. But yeah, so the first thing to, they started doing was distributing to hotels mm. uh, and motels eventually. Uh, Holiday but, Inn. Yeah, Holiday Inn. Hotel, uh, motel. Holiday Inn. But what they would do is they would find out how many rooms there were in a hotel, and mm-hmm. they would give each hotel that many Bibles plus extras to replace them, and then they check in once in a while to replace them if needed. Right. Like they would check into the rooms and see yeah. if they like, open the drawer. <laughs> There's the there Bible. Is. Uh, they encouraged stealing. They said, if you need this Bible, just take it. We'll replace it. So they were... Is that really stealing, though, if they're offering it? it? No, I guess not. So um, I just want to say, you yeah. know, because it seems like a moral gray area if you're sure. saying steal, because you're not stealing if you're giving it away. Mm-hmm. If you really need it, they said take it. Um, and they would also give out free Bibles. Um, and they said, I think it was a six-year shelf life that these Bibles would have. So they'd always replenish them at hotels every six years. Why Why six years? Uh, wear and tear. They seem to get it down to a science of this is when it wears out. And Who's just, wearing out these Bibles? They just sit in a drawer. No, people read them and ta- learn about the Lord. I was like, is it one of those things where, you know, it needs to be revised and edited? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> and then they also p- started putting them on military bases. Okay. And um, during World War II, they made sure that all everybody in the armed forces mm. had their own Bibles. Um, they had different color codings for wherever the Bible went. Orange was for sidewalk distribution, so just handing it on the street. Was this the cover or like uh, along the pa- pages on the side? The, uh, the cover. The cover. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, green was for college and university students. Mm-hmm. Red was for in-school distribution in middle and high school students. So yeah. that's the little red ones. And those were New Testaments with Psalms and Proverbs as well. Okay. And then the camouflage, digital camouflage or desert camouflage for the military. Any language other than English was dark blue and county jails. And then white for medical professionals, light blue for distribution by the women and the auxiliary. Uh, brown for jails and prison facilities. Burgundy for personal workers' testimony for individual witnessing. So that's their own. Mm. Uh, periwinkle, uh, person, personal workers' testaments for individual witnesses by the auxiliary. Okay, so the auxiliary's own Bible. And then during World War II, they issued brown for army, blue for navy. Uh, yeah. And then desert camouflage and digital camouflage for after that for the armed forces. Wow. Uh, yeah, so the uh, distribution in school has is where they've had the most issues uh, with freedom, like a separation of church and state, freedom mm-hmm. from religion kind of ideas. Yeah, because yeah. not everyone wants a Bible. Yeah, exactly. So at first it would be like they would hold assemblies, share the, the good news of the Lord, and then give it out to all the students. And then eventually they would just go into the fifth grade classrooms, give their little speech, hand them out, and then... Uh, and then for most places, especially in the United States and Canada, and probably around the world, you had to have a written, you had to have written permission from your parents in order to be part of the assembly or to be given a Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot of schools banned it, so they just started handing it out on the street outside of the school. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
1953, a judge in Hackensack, Hackensack, New Jersey, heard arguments in Tudor versus Board of Education of Rutherford and Giddings International um, about it was a separation of church and state issue, mm. handing out and uh, and many lawsuits. So that one lost, and then they that went to the state supreme court, which uh, which favored not handing out Bibles in. So, like, Gideon's won, and then they lost, right. basically. Which is always funny that we have this stuff in, like, the 50s, yet we're right back to it oh, now, yeah. where they're like, you got to teach evolution if you're going to teach uh, science, or uh, if you got to teach creationism if you're going to teach evolution. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. What are you fucking talking about? And I'm pretty sure I could be wrong, but they're proponents of the teach the controversy thing as well, mm. um, and just getting into schools. Uh, 2007, a uh, religious liberty organization filed a motion for uh, charges to be dismissed against two men who were arrested in Key Largo, Florida, for handing out uh, Bibles in front of an elementary school. Elementary school? Yeah. I mean... And middle school. I mean, I get that you're... You think you're doing good, but it can't help but just feel predatory. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. You're targeting small children. You're a grown adult handing out books to children. Yeah. Without parents or permission. Yeah, that's fucking weird, dude. Don't do that. Yeah. Oh, 2008, Americans United for Separation of Church and State brought suit against uh, South Iron School District in Missouri for, or is it Missouri, for yeah. um, handing out Bibles in classrooms. They yeah they keep doing another a good thing they do too uh, not good as in good to do but like a clever thing they do is they get church youth groups involved okay. because if the kids are handing it out there's right. nothing the they law trick can them. do they yeah so they they get the kids from u- church youth groups to hand them out in schools to all their friends that's how volunteer organizations work they trick you into yeah. doing their dirty work yeah and uh, <laughs> what was the quote here because it's it's all about get get them young get them young is the yep. idea. Um, That's always been the church's goal, though, is yeah. to get them young. Brainwash them and break them when they're babies, and then, you know, it makes it so much harder for them to leave. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here's their what they said in 1946. Hardin was this guy who said... Uh, to win men and uh, to win men and women for the Lord Jesus Christ by reaching them early in life, uh, in in the days of their youth, before the evil days come, the boys and girls of our public schools may, by means of precious word of, the, of God, come to know Him. You mean before they have common sense and you know reason? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Before they're uh, educated enough to understand that they're being uh, fucked over by your shitty belief systems. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That fucking bull wall, bull plop. Yeah. Indoctrinate them into your death cult. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like I said, lots of uh, controversy around the women's... Oh, yeah, military, too, They because they handed them in the military, but um, that's also a public institution, so mm-hmm. a lot of pushback for that, and um, less with so with the schools, but still people are like, um, I'm not a Christian. Um, I don't want this pushed on me. So they're allowed to leave Bibles in rooms, but they're not allowed to proselytize and like hand them out individually, right. um, which they also want to do. But I um, heard that uh, Bibles used to be good for uh, use as rolling papers because yes. the pages were so thin. Yeah, that's true. So it's also why a lot of times you hear those miracle stories about uh, like a church burned down but all the bibles were intact or house burned down but the bible is intact it's mm-hmm. because the pages are so thin because it's such a big book that they have to use higher quality paper and also it's so dense and packed yeah, together yeah it's compacted together of course it's, it's not going to burn to. yeah yeah that makes total sense yeah and a lot of them are leather bound where other books mm-hmm. aren't and mm-hmm. so 
I'm sure if you look through those burned down houses, there'd be a lot of other things that yeah. also weren't burned. Well, it's like that bullshit thing. I, I TikToked about it, but um, in Maui, mm-hmm. all the disaster in Maui right now, and that one church survived, so everybody's counting that as a miracle. Right. But meanwhile, another church with a historical section about like the history of Maui was destroyed, mm-hmm. uh, but they ignore that, and they, they're just happy that a church that had walls around the outside or something yeah, to do with... There was an, the... the our, Whatever, the landscaping or whatever prevented the fire from actually yeah. reaching the building. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, same as that like one house that they have a picture of where yeah. because of what's around it. Exactly. It was affected, yeah. Yeah. Or even like when um, uh, Notre Dame caught, caught on yeah. fire and there was like things. It was like, see, it didn't burn. Yeah, the gold cross. Because yeah, the it's Lord, gold. whatever. Yeah. It was like, yeah, because it has a higher melting point. Yeah. Everything. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, it was ridiculous. Stupid. Yeah. It's stupid bullshit. Yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about a miracle, it would have been a miracle if it didn't catch on fire. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, they have been printing less in the last couple of years. Uh, a couple of their printing presses or whatever they're called. Uh, printing companies have shut down mm-hmm. and they're spending a lot less money on printing uh, because people have the internet. People don't want Bibles. Um not as many hotels are asking for them. Not as, not as many hotels want them, and you can't distrib- dis- distribute them in schools. It's there's a lot of reasons, but it's shutting down and it's getting smaller and smaller. And like I said, a lot of a lot of organizations are leaving the Gideons, so it's not as international anymore because they're each country is becoming their own organization because of the crazy oversight. Yeah. So. Uh... They're they're still based out of the, they're based out of the U.S. Yeah, and they have a bunch of national things, but they're all leaving because of the naming and the women thing. Yeah, obviously they're losing. You know, they're not they're not able to get Bibles out. Nobody wants yeah. them. Yeah, they've also kind of saturated the market with Bibles. So like, oh, even yeah. if you want to keep distributing them, there's enough fucking Bibles. Yeah, we there. got Bibles. There's tons of other people making Bibles. There's all different versions of Bibles. We don't need any more Bibles. Yeah. What do you think's next for them? What are they going to do? Are they going to do digital Bibles? Are Probably. they going to start implanting them into people's brains when oh, they're babies? That'd be, that'd be so cool. Do you think that's what it'll be? That's what they'll do. Yeah. they'll yeah. Contact lenses that have the whole Bible <laughs> written on them. <laughs> and those are handed out in fifth grade? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Brain chips. I know there's other, there's other Bible printing charities or whatever, and mm-hmm. I can't remember if it was Gideon or Wycliffe, but I know that- Wycliffe Jean? Wycliffe Jean, yeah. Uh, I know that my uh, step-grandfather was giving a lot of money to one of them. I think it was the other one, but like, yeah, just so much money when there was also things that probably needed his money. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think that these organizations could do a lot more good by actually, you know, doing something good with the money instead of printing Bibles? Yeah, yeah, probably. It's like, have you ever seen, um, mm-hmm. oh, what's that movie, Burt Wonderstone or whatever? The, yeah. Yeah. The Magicians? The Magicians, was, when yeah. they have the charity to give magic kits to the poor. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's basically that. <laughs> it's like, there's. it's not actually something they need. <laughs> it's, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. That's, what are your thoughts on Gideon's? I feel like they're an outdated organization that should have died years ago. Yeah. 
I feel that uh, I'm I'm honestly surprised that they're still basically the same as they always have been. Yeah. Nothing's changed. It definitely has that old kind of boys club feel. Yeah. I, I like a holdover of like Shriners and like exactly. men, men's yeah. clubs. Right? That's exactly like what Christian, it is. They it's wanted basically their a own. Christian yeah. men's club yep. trying to justify their existence. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they're not doing a very good job of it now. So. Mm. So move along, folks. Stick to the basements, having your parties with your, I don't know, tang. Yeah, I'm picturing a church basement. Tang. Styrofoam cups with Mm -hmm. bad coffee. Oh, bad coffee, yeah. They have one of those big percolator things where it just tastes like burnt sludge. Mm -hmm. Oh, awful. Yeah. I'm depressed just thinking about it. (laughs) Have you seen Renfield? No. Okay, yeah. That's exactly what I'm picturing, though. Like, when you watch the movie, you'll be like, yep. Um, but should we thank our patrons? Let's thank them. Oh my God! Wow! Thank you so much! Oh, wow. thank you! Oh, thank you! Thank you so much! Oh Lord, we pray and we thank you for blessing our Bible study. Thank you for blessing us, oh Lord. We thank you. Mm, amen. Amen, Lord. Mm, uh, and Lord of the Bible study. Lord of the Bible study. We have some prayer requests for you. Lord of the requests of prayers for you. Um, I have a huge prayer request for uh, Tarek and for mm-hmm. Rue. So we lift up Tarek and Rue. Lift them up to you. So high. And I have a special prayer request for our good friend. Alley Cat. Mm. Now, you know Alley Cat is a huge fan of going to the SPCA, the animal shelters, and going and petting every animal, every animal in the building, Mm -hmm. every dog, every cat, every ferret, whatever. You know that they love to do that. But the thing is, is that they're taking up too much of the people's time. And there's other people who want to come in, see those animals, pet those animals, try and adopt those animals. So, Allie, listen, if you could limit it to maybe like three or four pets a visit, that would be that would be really appreciated, okay? Mm, amen. Amen. And um, Jonathan also has been going with Alley Cat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the problem with uh, Jonathan is it's he. Uh, they have a, a one pet policy. Mm-hmm. So every pet, every animal gets one pet, mm-hmm. quick, over. And it's like, you can take a little more time than that. Yeah. So Jonathan, um, Alley Cat, find an in-between. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But we really appreciate all of you. And uh, should we do some Christian rock lyrics? Let's rock to the Lord's music. Yes. Can't you see you're not making Christianity better? You're just making rock and roll worse. So we we talked about how there's condoms, <laughs> how yeah. they exist. Yeah. Some Christians don't like this. <sighs> okay. Because it encourages promiscu- promiscuousness. Promiscuity? Promiscuousness. Promiscuous. Probiscuses. And uh, one person who didn't like the idea of safe sex... Um, mm-hmm. outside of marriage was a man named Michael Sweet. Wait, so he didn't like safe sex outside of marriage. So in marriage, you can use a, pro- a condom? I don't... Nah, I, it depends. Because I know, like, the yeah. Catholics, they, they, don't like they it. want you to just uh, 
dump a load every time. Yeah, they want you to dump a load every time, and it wants <laughs> it's supposed to be about that's what they say. Impregnation. Right? Yeah, they're like they're, it's all in Latin, like Dominus Rick, and go home and dump a load in your life. <laughs> Yeah, right? exactly that's now the rule the collection plate. yeah <laughs> protestants are a little more lax on it yeah but like, do it if you want but like you know sometimes do yeah my uncle always said uh <laughs> i never liked wearing my socks to bed anyway what that was his response to condoms is uh, he doesn't like wearing his socks to bed does he consider a condom a sock? It goes so. on your, it's a dick it goes sock, on your yeah. wiener, not on your foot. Yeah. <laughs> but this song is called Ain't No Safe Way by Michael Sweet, who used Ain't to be no the lead singer of a band called Striper. Oh, I've heard of Striper. And uh, this is his solo career, and it goes as follows. It's a bad situation, got the feeling inside. It means horny. Mm. Um, and you know it ain't right to be with her tonight. <laughs> well, your mind's saying maybe, and your heart's saying no, and your body's saying hey, on the green light, go. Tell me, man, how does it measure up to risk it all for a little pleasure? Risk all what? Um, All of it. All what? Your soul, bud. All, don't, all you gotta do is before you die, say I'm sorry? Yeah. So what does it fucking matter? Plus, a lot of them say you can become a born-again virgin. So what's the fucking matter? Which is why I don't buy virgin olive oil. I just buy regular olive oil and pray with it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> did I, have I used that joke on here before? I feel like I have. No, I don't think you have, uh, okay. but I like it. <laughs> Ain't no safe way anymore. Uh, you got anymore. people with one, two, three, or four abstinence rules. Playing, it, playing is for fools. The one who who abstains is the one who's cool. That's not true. There's no safe way. You can't. <laughs> you say it can't happen. Won't happen to you. And you think that you're protected and invincible too. If you play with fire, then you're gonna get burned. What by having a child? Is that what they're saying? Is that the implication? Yeah, having a child or an STD. But I thought they wanted people to procreate only within marriage. But all they have to do is pray for forgiveness, and then they'll be fine. Yeah. So what's the, I. So much of this is just like weird circular logic that doesn't make any fucking oh, yeah. sense where it's just like, do this, but if you pray, it's okay. It's like, so then why do I need to do yeah. that if I can just pray for forgiveness afterwards? Exactly. Like you're setting a precedent yeah. that it doesn't matter what you do so long as you ask for forgiveness after the fact, it's fine. So why do I have to do any of that other bullshit that you're telling me to do? Let me fucking just like get on with it. Yeah. But I think, cause like we were always taught that if, if you're, um, if you're planning to f- ask for forgiveness afterwards and that's why you're sinning, then God's not going to forgive you because that was always the plan. But then you have to, but then if you ask forgiveness for, for that, then you should be good. I think. Exactly. So again, it's the same fucking shit. Yeah. And what does it matter if you're planning on forgiveness? Like, well, I'm just going to do this and I'll ask for forgiveness later, yeah. but you can't, you can't ask for forgiveness for that. But if you fucking kill somebody and then just ask for forgiveness later, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like if what? See Christian videos about um, Jeffrey fucked, Dahmer. Man. Like, oh so many Christians have videos about how Jeffrey Dahmer's in heaven, and they think that's a good thing. What? It's like a testament to their faith. Yeah. Oh, because geez. he became a Christian at the end. No. No, that's awful. Yeah. That has nothing to do with your faith being good. That's bad. Yeah. That's, that's like, real bad. What was it? Like, Groucho? <laughs> like, I would never want to be a part of a group that would have me as a member. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> or uh, the song I love uh, by Me Without You. It's why would I? Why would I ever want someone so crass as to want someone like me? Oh no! <laughs> but, I mean, that's uh, a little self-deprecation there. Yeah, but. yeah. <sighs> what are you gonna do? But folks, 
This is the uncool... I give you permission to have sex. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're that's what we're doing. If you want to yeah. do it, do it. Yeah. Be responsible, be safe, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Or not. Consent. I don't care. Do whatever you want to do. Get consent though. Yeah, have that. Have yeah. that. But uh yeah. Dumb. Dumb dumb dumb. Dumb dumb dumb. Just beg for forgiveness from the good Lord after and you'll be fine. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Bye everybody. Love you. I love you. Work, 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 Sky Moon. <laughs> This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. So